Welcome to Around the IT Block Podcast, presented by HPE. I'm your host, the IT Oddfather, Calvin Zito. This is episode 20. Podcast number 19, we looked at GreenLake Management Services, and that's a portfolio of things. We kind of touched on that portfolio in that podcast in number 19. Today, we're going to focus on one of those uh, those services, and it's going to be around security, risk, and compliance. I know internally, we call it SRC. I've got a number of guests on, and I'm going to let them all introduce themselves. Frank, let me start with you. Tell our listeners who you are and why we're here talking about SRC today. Excellent. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, my name is Frank Palacios, and I lead the uh, worldwide portfolio team under GreenLake Management Services. Um, and responsible for trying to help customers sleep at night. And we'll talk a little bit about that later. Hi, this is Travis Schweller. I'm the product manager for the GMS Managed IT Compliance Service. Hi, this is Eric Cochran. Calvin, thanks so much for having us. Uh, I'm the global portfolio lead for our software asset management services. And I've been knocking around the software licensing asset management game for over 20 years now. Hi there, I'm Paul Benedetti. I'm a professional engineer in Canada, and I work as a service product manager on the team. Great. Well, and I know I'm going to bring you guys in with your expertise around your specifics in the portfolio, but let's start at a higher level. Frank, let's talk a little bit about what GreenLake Management Services and this security risk and compliance portfolio is. How does it fit in within GMS and the whole GreenLake portfolio? So I guess the first thing to start with is that GMS provides the manage for you services, right? We provide the monitor, the operate, and the admin services for our customers. And the GMS SRC team does this for security and compliance. So we have a set of unique portfolio offerings that are designed to complement and strengthen both the GMS and the GreenLake offerings. And these offerings are really in place to help customers identify security compliance problems before they become critical security incidents. This is really vital for GMS and GreenLake to remain competitive and relevant, but it also provides a seamless experience uh, for our customers. I know we'll probably get into this, but I would imagine when a customer comes to us and they want an HPE GreenLake service, let's let's I'll throw something out there just as a as an example. They, they come to us and they want to use GreenLake and SAP HANA. There's got to be some basic already included um, security type things that are part of that. What, what's different about this other offering and why would customers consider, you know, what you guys offer as an add-on solution and as part of SRC? The portfolio itself is really designed to help strengthen the offers that we have within GreenLake and, and GreenLake Management Services. Uh, we do have security of GMS, which is built into every one of our offers, including the GreenLake offers. What we're talking about here are the services portfolios that we sell to our customers. They are really broken apart into what we call six pillars or service offers. They are around managed security, software asset management, managed compliance, managed backup, managed disaster recovery, and platform hardening. Uh, I know that's a mouthful, but the portfolio itself, that's how it stands today. It'll continue to grow and evolve over time. Um, and they can be sold as part of any GreenLake opportunity or part of any GreenLake management services contract as well. Uh, sometimes it's confusing because we have the word GreenLake in our name, but we do provide management services to customers for non-GreenLake customers. And that's a good uh, point to make that even though, yeah, you said that GreenLake's in the name, these are management services that I, I assume they grew out of Point Next, but these are services that HPE has offered for a long time before we even had GreenLake, right? 
Yes, they have. And we've been doing security for decades. Um, our advisory and professional services organization has got a practice focus on security. Uh, certainly, we've talked about it from the point next uh, perspective. Uh, but actually, you know, we actually do report up into the GreenLake business unit. So we are considered one of the core uh, pillars of what a GreenLake as a service offering is that manage for you, as I said before. Um, so that's where we sit today and, and where we provide a lot of our services. Well, that makes total sense. I, I think I should be reporting into the GreenLake business uh, group as well, but maybe someday uh, you know, somebody's going to pull me in and I'll be the HPE GreenLake guy. So let's talk a little bit more about what we're offering and how we do it. So again, let me define terms. GMS, I mean, these words kind of roll off our tongues because we're internal, but GMS is uh, GreenLake Management Services. SRC, um, that's where we talk about the uh, security risk and compliance. Talk a little bit more about what it is we're doing at, at that general level to protect and mitigate risks for GreenLake customers. Yeah, so I, I think when you think of security, risk, and compliance, right, it really is top of mind for every organization, right? Everybody hears the headlines, cyber attacks are continuing, they're escalating. Customers are facing huge challenges uh, when they try and defend against it. And even with all the additional awareness and the increased spending in security and compliance, managing security still presents tremendous challenges for our, our customers, right? Whether it's siloed tools, tremendous amount of complexity, lack of automations, and one of the big ones is a skills gap, right? Which is, if you think about what GMS does in providing a managed service, we can help fill that gap that really is out there in this industry for security professionals. There is a huge vacancy of, of unfilled positions, and that is really one of the primary reasons that uh, our offer is so attractive. It really does kind of help to protect our customers and the public that they serve. Now, I know that our customers have, it's not like security and compliance is a new thing, right? If this is something they've had to think about. I'm sure a lot of our customers even now have CISOs sitting at their executive level. What about the customer that doesn't know where to begin? I mean, what kind of tools can we bring to them to help them figure out where to start with security and compliance? Uh, that's a great question. And this is really where the depth of HP really comes into play. We are the managed part of the offering from a services perspective, but we have a, a very seasoned AMPS, uh, Advising Professional Services, SRC practice. And they're very skilled at helping customers design solutions following a security by design approach. And, and they've got considerable security in building these operational security solutions. So when you now look at bringing together a GMS security offering and an advisory professional security uh, offerings together, we now have the ability to provide that full continuum of services that take the customer from the design all the way through the managing uh, of a customer's IT environment. I agree with that, Frank. And HP's HP's always been very collaborative, and that's another strength of ours. And if you think of security, it's such a broad topic. For our customers, it spans everything from the business policies all the way to virus protection on a single device. And HP is part of that ecosystem with the customer. We collaborate with our customers, our partners, and their partners to put together a security solution that works overall. So it sounds almost like what you're saying, and I think Ron kind of hit on this in episode number 19, it's like we're bringing a whole solution. I mean, I've, I'm sure there are 
there, there's other vendors out there whose complete and total focus is security, but they can't bring a whole solution. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the the process. They don't have the people. They don't have the you know bringing the applications. What they know is security. So tell me tell me what you guys think about. So what is the benefit that we have? What's the competitive advantage we have being as HPE? I think there's multiple. I think you touched on it uh, when you talked about what Ron talked about for the overall benefit of, of GMS, right? We bring that now to the security side of things where we are delivering uh, services for the entire IT estate from edge to cloud, from infrastructure to applications and workloads. That entire hybrid cloud estate is really where we play and where some of the differentiation is for us in being able to bring this forward to our customers. Right on, and, and delivered worldwide across our data centers uh, around the world, some of the best experts in the world, wonderful certifications, and uh, great references from our customers. Yeah, all important. So again, just for maybe the customer or for the person listening that didn't listen to episode 19, I mean, you got to go listen to it, but GMS, what that is, a, as the name implies, it's the managed services that we provide. And obviously that means we're doing some of this work for the customer, but how, how do you delineate between what the customer's responsibility is when they have GMS as a, as a portfolio offering and what, and what we own when it comes to security risk and compliance? I, I hopefully, hopefully that made sense, but who owns what? How do we decide who owns it? So I think a, a, a good example of, of how that kind of gets addressed is really when you talk about the public cloud providers, right? They've long talked about that shared responsibility model when it comes to security. And as we in HPE are helping our customers to migrate to the hybrid cloud model, we have to be very acutely aware of the boundaries of where our responsibility ends and where customer's responsibility begins. I mean, we in GMS effectively become the customer's IT department. We take on the day-to-day -day operations uh, either on-prem or in a colo uh, data center. So the lines really do become very blurred. The customer's problems become ours, and the end-to-end -end experience is intertwined between us running the operations and the end user. So our ability to take on the operational security challenges for our customers really solves a huge problem. And it also provides a very clear point of delineation between public cloud and HP as, as a service offerings, right? As, as we kind of, you know, talk about you know, security, robust security just isn't an option anymore, right? You really have to plan for every aspect uh, of security uh, for our customers as they're on their transformation journeys. And our offers, our GreenLake Management Services Security Compliance offers, help customers to mitigate that risk by lifting the operational burden of cybersecurity uh, with an end-to-end -end portfolio. That's great. And Frank, you've provided, a, I think, a great context about the overall um, services that we're offering. What I want to do, I guess, is maybe dive into a little bit of the specific offerings. And um, Travis, let me turn to you first. You're you're focused on IT compliance. Look, I've, I've been a storage guy most of my career. I started in HPE storage in 1990. And security and compliance and all this is kind of a bit of a blind spot to me. So help me, the simple ex-storage guy, understand what is IT compliance and what is it that we're offering that helps customers there? Yeah, so you know, when you, when you with reference to IT, compliance is really about a set of digital requirements and practices that really help an organization ensure that they're secure and that any sensitive data, including their customers' data, 
won't be accessed or manipulated by uh, unauthorized parties. Uh, sometimes it's illegal, uh, like a GDPR or HIPAA, and other times it's like an industry standard, ISO or PCI. Maybe this is too simple of a question, but I think it might be good to set the context around uh, IT compliance. Why is it important now? I mean, you mentioned things like legal requirements and IT security standards, but make it plain. I, I think people probably have a good idea what that means, but why is it important now? Well, just as Frank and Paul mentioned about security, uh, there's an increasing non-compliance cost. It's up over 45% in the past year, 10 years or so. And with that, there's legal repercussions, mostly in the form of fines. Uh, if you look at something like GDPR, depending upon the type of penalty, you're looking at a 2 to 4% of the company's entire annual revenue as a fine. In other cases, extreme cases, you'll actually see individuals receive jail time for non-compliant issues. With that, there's also loss of corporate reputation, impact to revenue, loss of productivity and business disruption, especially when customers require uh, you uh, to ensure that you are compliant with a specific framework or regulation. Let's talk a little bit more about what are the benefits that our managed compliance services from HPE are going to bring to our customers. Yeah, so we sat down and looked at the market and we talked to a lot of customers and we kind of identified that the customers, the, the core issue we're facing is that customers have fear and uncertainty and doubt about their ability to fulfill their responsibility to ensure that they remain compliant, especially when we look at a, a changing IT estate. They also lack the knowledge to interpret the results of these compliance analyses, especially when you look at across uh, multiple uh, disparate technologies. Uh, lastly, there's a lot of changing regulations and a lot of changing technologies where new regulatory requirements pop up and change over time. So really, customers have a lot of fear about their ability to stay on top of these changing requirements. So what we bring is really access to the best compliance technology available on the market, managed by the experts in that technology, including complex de deployment strategies, ongoing remediation, and general upkeep of that solution. We also look at the auto remediation that Frank mentioned earlier. We also provide real-time status of the multiple compliance regulations that a customer might be interested in. With all this technology, we also provide all this in-house compliance expertise, many of whom are deep security uh, experts or IT uh, auditors themselves. Hey, thanks a lot, Travis, for that overview. Eric, I'm going to turn to you now, and I'm going to admit I mean, I just don't get what software asset management is. I mean, I have some ideas. So let's start with what some of the challenges are and why software asset management is important for our customers. Sure, Calvin. And, and you know, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, to start with, software asset management is really the business practice practice um, of understanding what software do I have? You know, where is it? Who's using it? How is it supported? Um, you know, how much am I consuming? How do I optimize it? And, and is it secure? Um, our customers today, you know, they, they, they're adapting to, to digital transformation. IT leaders, they, they need to deliver, you know, better processes and cost transparency to, to improve the IT services within their organization and, and software license compliance. And that forms a big part of it and aligning that with, with business objectives. Um, and some of the challenges that, you know, they're facing is, you know, new computing paradigms is, you know, you Virtualization, while it's not new, it, it's still the world is changing with how we consume that. But also things such as how we consume via SaaS models, edge working, Internet of Things, 
um, they're all driving increased complexity. And that's what's really created a, an urgent need for you know, sophisticated software asset management you know, solutions and services. So why is software asset management important now? I mean, I think I'm getting a sense from what you just said, but why is it important now? I'm really glad you asked me that question, Calvin. Um, one of my favorite quotes is from the Harvard Business Review, somewhere around January, February of 1990. And the quote is, when you know for a fact that if all the software disappeared, all the planes would stop flying, all the streetlights would go off, all the plants would stop producing, and you can still say with a straight face that software isn't an asset, then you must acknowledge an enormous gap between reality and practice. That's um, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really, really good. And the thing I like most about it is from 1990, you know, it's over 30 years old, more relevant today than it ever was even then. So software asset management has, has always been important. Um, but honestly, due to the complexity, you know, often involved in it, it, it tends to get pushed to the back of IT leaders' agendas. It's a bit unfortunate because software is a major IT budget expense. Um, it represents somewhere between, I don't know, 20 to 35% of total enterprise IT spend. Um, and yet many businesses use really simplistic or, or ad hoc methods to, to manage those assets. Actually, Calvin, I, I bet you can't guess what the number one tool out there is for managing software assets. I feel like you're kind of setting me up here. So I'm going to go with the lowest common denominator. I'm going to guess that it's a whiteboard. Oh, close, close. Uh, Excel, actually. Uh, spreadsheets and the like of, of of them and local systems, that's what a lot of companies are using. They don't really capture, as you can imagine, the entire asset ecosystem, but that's what some of the companies are doing today. And, and some of the big, big ones um, would surprise you. It's really, really important today. It's always been important. Um, and analysts are even looking at this saying, you know, through 2023, if we're not you know, our companies don't have a, a proper software asset management program in place. In the absence of that and, and right-sizing, over 30% of the, the growing expenditure that we mentioned on, on software and cloud services is actually going to be unused. Wow, that's a lot of dollars flying out the window. Obviously, we want to help our customers with that. Talk about what the software asset management services are that we offer customers uh, through, uh, through our managed services. Yeah, there's there's a couple of key things we we, you know, we try and help customers achieve. Um, obviously, we want to help them first of all know what they have. So we want clean, standardized, enriched uh, data. Trying to break down those data silos that that they have today, whether that be due to you know, data on prem in the cloud, you know, managed by HP, managed by a third party, managed by internal IT. So we want to clean and standardize that data. We want to enhance the visibility, um, and therefore you know reduce cyber. Uh, threats and risks as, as well as understand who has what where. No doubt we want to improve you know, the compliance position of our, of our customers, especially with vendors terms and conditions. You know, we don't want them getting audited. Uh, and if they do happen to be audited, of course, you know, we want that to be as, as smooth as possible with, with no big unbudgeted spend at the end of it. Um, and of course, that also helps to help our customers with vendor negotiations. If they've got better visibility, then they can forecast better. Uh, then that puts them on the right side of the table when it comes to those negotiations and they know exactly what they need uh, and kind of have a position of power, if you will, uh, in those negotiations. You know, finally, you know, you want to reduce software spend, software maintenance, software SaaS spend, all of the various different ways in which dollars are now, as you said, flying out the window, flying out the door um, and put some controls around that, put that in place. You know, obviously optimizing everywhere we can and reducing spend and risk uh, all across the 
the IT state. Eric, thanks for uh, thanks for giving us that overview. Paul, I've kind of saved you for last and talking through some of the services. Why don't you tell us overall what it is the services that are part of the portfolio that you're managing? So the three areas that, that I've come here to discuss today are managed security, managed backup, and managed disaster recovery. Maybe at a high level. I mean, we're talking three services here, but tell me about what is the what is the issue that customers are having that we're trying to help them solve with those services. Sure, Calvin. One story I can tell is about my cousin who owns a business in Toronto for security certification. And he always starts out his presentation the same way. What he's done is he's clipped headlines of horrible things, breaches, uh, security cost, and losses from other customers over the last two weeks. And he puts those on the front page of his presentation. And it's amazing how quickly it grabs everyone's attention. So if you look at managed security, a customer can outsource their IT, as Frank indicated, but not their risk. And HPE is always part of our customer's cybersecurity ecosystem. Uh, so with managed security, uh, customers of GMS can choose core managed security elements, such as security monitoring, vulnerability management, and even part of an account security officer for personal care. Another important point that we talked about earlier is collaboration. So we understand that our customers, we already have their own security operations center, partners, and processes. And HPE can collaborate and share logs, Calvin, and all data can remain on-prem. Also, we have partnerships within our own, our own organization. So as part of onboarding, our advisory and professional services organization creates a security handbook. Uh, where everything is documented in terms of what we're going to do from the customer, and that includes incident response planning. That's great. So let's talk about the managed backup. You know, as again, old storage guy here, it seemed as though backup was always an afterthought for people. How is our managed backup services helping customers, and and what what's the services entail? HP has always been part of our customers' data protection projects. Whether we're providing world-class products, support, and services, as Frank had mentioned earlier, consulting or the management activities we're talking about today. So what we're doing here is formalizing our management capabilities for two offers around backup and DR. Another great thing that's happened recently is we had a major acquisition of Zerto, and they're a major provider in this area of DR and backup, and certainly our go-to tool for uh, GMS as we're offering these services. We also have other key partnerships in this with vendor tools, including VMware, Veeam, Commvault, and Cohesity, to name a few. So when a customer is already working with Hewlett Packard Enterprise, our world-class products, services, consulting, and management, it's very easy to add on services, whether they are managed security, backup and disaster recovery at very small increments in price for a huge increase in value. So I'm actually talking to some of our Zerto colleagues, and I'm going to hopefully be doing a podcast with them soon talking about ransomware. And I, I hate FUD. I don't want to like turn this into let's scare the heck out of our customers. But you know, I, I think it's a fact. It's not a question of if, it's a question of when you get a ransomware attack. So maybe talk a little bit about the specifics that we can help with within managed services with ransomware. That's right, Calvin. I totally agree that ransomware is something that's not a matter of if, but when. And in HPE, both uh, Frank and I believe Eric mentioned our ANPS organization, Advisor and Professional Services. One of the key areas that they provide in the area of consulting 
is around ransomware, how to prevent ransomware, how to deal with ransomware, how to manage ransomware. So it's certainly part of what we can add when we are consulting with customers and working with our customers around GMS, around our managed, uh, managed security, and around our products and services. I was just going to add one one point to, to what Paul was saying around the malware uh, and ransomware attacks. And I think if you start to look at cybersecurity, you know, most companies are aware of how important it is to ensure their assets, their network, et cetera, everything is, is secure. Uh, and they spend a lot of money on ensuring this and, and typically focus on things such as you know, the infrastructure layer, the network layer, you know, server operating systems, et cetera. But, but if you start to actually look at some of the largest cyber attacks that we've had in, in the last year, and, and you look at you know, SolarWinds, Microsoft Exchange, Apache's Log4j, you know, everything's actually been targeted at the application layer. Uh, and this is where some of the areas of the security risk and compliance portfolio really helps customers because we can actually help with some of that application layer that today is, is somewhat forgotten about. And as Paul was saying, you know, it's not if, you know, it, it's when um, those attacks are going to happen and, and you know, our customers prepared for it. Yeah, and then kind of going back to what Paul said, it is the headlines. I mean, I hear it all the time. I've got, you know, friends that work for companies that local here in Boise, Idaho, and it's like they're busy working this weekend because they got hit by ransomware and they're trying to recover yeah. their data. It's it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. Guys, this has been a great conversation to all you, um, Frank and your team. I think I want to end it with just one thing, and that's uh, to tell people where to go. I can help you with that. I know where that is because we talked about it in the previous podcast too, in episode number 19, and that's go to hpe.com slash management services. Guys, again, thanks for your time and uh, a great uh, summary overview of um, all of these uh, all of these services that we offer through GreenLake Management Services specific to security, risk, and compliance. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Calvin. Thanks, Calvin. That was great. Thank you. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, and many other podcast subscription services. We've also just got a new home on hpe.com. You can find the podcast on hpe.com slash dmn slash ATITB. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.